0: Today's scripture comes from John chapter 8, verses 12 through 19. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, My testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one, but if I do judge, my decisions are right, because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two men is valid. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked, where is your Father? You do not know me or my Father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my Father also.
1: Good morning, Church. It's good to be together with you in this time of worship and word. You know, it's only two weeks from now that we get to celebrate Daylight Savings Time starting. March 14th, first day, we get to have a little more hours of daylight. Light is something we all long for. It reminds me of a time, oh, back in 2006 when our one of our daughters was coming back from college during Christmas vacation. It was at a season though when we had lost power after one of those terrible storms. And we drove to the airport to pick her up. Um, of course, lights were on there, but I remember driving back on 405 with her in the car, wanting to celebrate her return to our house, but looking at the hills and seeing darkness darkness in so many neighborhoods. And as we came to to Sammamish and headed up the hill to the plateau, I just kept hoping, longing, maybe our neighborhood will have light. Maybe, maybe. But as we continued on, turned down the street to our house, it was in complete darkness. There was a sense of everything was diminished. Our excitement, our joy, our energy level was diminished because It was dark. Well, during this series, this Lenten season, we're talking about what Jesus says about himself. And today we look at Jesus as the light of the world. You know, it's just one of seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. John has a beautiful way of weaving things together in his Gospel that remind us of the original creation. In fact, if you think of it, in Genesis, we talk, it's referred to as seven days of creation. And here in John's gospel, he shows Jesus coming onto the scene and seven times saying, I am. Each one of them pointing to the new creation that Jesus is bringing, the new way of life that God really intended from before time began. So each of these I am statements show something about the power of new creation. Luke Johnson, a theologian, says it this way, that in Jesus the power of a new creation is at work, which does not deny but transforms the world he himself helped shape. And so as we look at each of these I am statements, we look at how Jesus is making all things new, making us new, making the world new. Throughout this series, you are encouraged to use a sketchbook. We've made them available to you at the church so that you're not only listening to words and taking them in through your ears, but you're responding. You're responding to what might stir in you a word, a picture, an image that you can put in that sketchbook as a way to respond to God's work in making you new during this Lenten season. And so today we hear Jesus say it. We hear Jesus say, I am the light of the world. Jesus breaks into both literal and metaphorical darkness and says, I am light. So if you have your Bibles, open again to the passage that was read from us for us out of John chapter 8. And I'm just going to take especially verse 12 and we're going to look at it in context and we're going to soak into each phrase to rediscover what Jesus says about himself and then secondly, what Jesus says about us, what that means for us. So what does Jesus say about himself here? Well, the context of this passage in John 8 is the Feast of the Tabernacles, or sometimes called the Feast of Booths. And in this time, the Israelites would look back to a time of the Exodus and they would actually create temporary outdoor booths or tabernacles, tents, that they would live in for the week as a reminder of the time when they were in the tents in the wilderness. And during this festival, they had one um, part of it that was called a ceremony of light or a ceremony of illumination. It was commemorating the fact that during that time, remember during the Exodus, where God had appeared to them as pillar of cloud during day and pillar of fire at night. He was light that guided them. That was the pillar of fire that kept them protected from the Egyptians that were chasing them as they left Egypt. It stood as a reminder that God was going to guide them. And so for 40 years, that pillar of light, that pillar of cloud gave confidence in moving forward for the people of Israel. So here in that kind of festival, Jesus is standing up and saying, I, I am now the light of the world. I want you to imagine the scene with me if you will. It's dusk during the middle of this festive time, and people have flocked to Jerusalem. A huge crowd is gathered, especially in the temple area. And you might remember that temple mount at that time that had been built by Herod was really about 36 acres of property. And here in the court... Where Jesus is, where this ceremony is going to take place. It's in the court of women. An open portico, which was probably about 230, 250 feet long. And inside of this portico are some huge, huge candlesticks. In fact, they are, these lampstands are 86 feet tall. It's been estimated. So here we are. The sun is starting to set. People are milling around. And the temple workers climb ladders up to the top of these candlesticks. They pour in the oil and they light them. And the light shines brightly, reflecting off the walls of the portico. Music is playing. People are dancing. The lights begin to shine. Historical documents say that the whole temple area was lit up with beautiful light and it reflected even to the homes beyond that area light blazing forth and it's here in this celebration of what god had done for israel in the past that jesus shows up in the present and says i am the light of the world Not this just a light for this temple, not just a light for Israel, but a light for the whole world. The salvation that had come and been remembered in that feast is is just a foretaste. It's just a type of the true light that's here in Jesus Christ, the salvation that he offers. And Jesus says, not only I am the light of the world, but the next phrase says, whoever follows me. It's a word Jesus spoke to people then, and he speaks to us today. Whoever follows me, whoever, you, me, people across the world, it's open to all to follow him. Now, we've heard that term follow so many times in the Christian life that sometimes it just loses its its meaning. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, the Greek word has multiple layers of meaning. It can mean to follow after one who precedes us. We are like you follow the leader. It can mean to accompany someone as a servant or even a slave to attend to what they need. It can mean to follow the commands of a superior as a soldier does. It could also mean to align yourself with the counsel or teaching of someone who is wiser than you. Well, each of those meanings is true when Jesus invites us to follow him. We come after one who's gone before us. We accompany him as one who serves. We follow his commands as one to a superior, and then we align ourselves with his counsel and teaching. Jesus' claim when he says, I am, is that he is God. Divinity come to earth in order to show us the way of God. And our choice has true consequences. Will we follow or will we ignore him? You know, that choice to follow is an ongoing one. We may have said yes to Jesus once, but are you continuing to say yes to him, to follow him day after day? And the next phrase tells us that when we, whoever follows him, Jesus promises something extraordinary. He says this, we will never walk in darkness. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. We know we're not meant To live in darkness. Think of what it means to be in the dark. In the dark, you can't find your way. You, you stumble over things. You lose your sense of direction. In the dark, we lose energy. We lose hope. And apart from the light and life of Jesus Christ, the world is a dark place. The darkness Jesus is talking about is the darkness of the world. And you can consider the kind of things that plague our world today. Homelessness, suicide, domestic sexual violence, oppression, racism, greed. The list could go on and on. We know in the world there is much darkness. And we also consider that the human heart can be very dark because all these issues that we list don't just come out of a vacuum. At the root is a human heart that is dark, that is rebellious, that is following with the way of sin. You know, sin and rebellion are really the default in our world apart from Jesus Christ. And so when we stake our lives on the one who said, I am the light of the world, he takes us out of the realm of darkness and brings us into the realm of light. Imagine again that scene of no electricity, no power in your home, and eventually it comes back on, and you turn on the lights, and you're back into a realm of hope and clarity and purpose. The joy returns. Peter says it this way in his letter. 1st Peter 2 9 he says you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light now we know when Jesus says we will never walk in darkness it does not mean that there won't be hard times Dark times come into all of our lives. Our own experience give witness to this. I think even this week of those who are walking through grief, through the death of a loved one, of our brother Ron who lost his beloved wife Robin after 60 years of marriage, these are dark times where the shadows creep in and we wonder where the light is. Jesus himself said, in this word, world, you're going to have troubles, but take hold, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that is what he means when it says we will never walk in darkness. He remains the guide, the champion for us. You know, we may not always see him clearly in front of us or beside us, But he promises you will never walk in darkness because the light of Christ is stronger than any sin, any evil in the world around us. As we follow Jesus Christ, sin and death are no longer the sum of our reality. They do not have the final word. In fact, Jesus says it in the next part of this verse that you won't walk in darkness, but instead you will have the light of life. Light, life. Those two dichotomies of life and death or light and darkness are themes that John uses throughout his gospel to show us the dramatic new thing that Jesus is bringing and offering to all. He said it in the prologue of John 1, verses 4 and 5. In him, in Jesus, in the word, was life and that life was the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it the the darkness can never overcome it there are two aspects of this term light of life the light here is light that issues as a source of from a source of light and also life Light that gives life. Both of them reflect Jesus. They almost sound similar in many ways, but you think Jesus himself is the source of life. Light issues from him because he's the source of life. And then light gives life as well. Think of a plant that begins to flower only in the light. That is what Jesus offers to us. Light that gives life that continues to give life day after day. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And you can see his words echoing in that scene. And if we read further in this passage of John 8, we would see that the Pharisees are not really sure that Jesus his testimony is valid. There's this controversy. How can he say this about himself? They challenge his boldness in declaring himself as the I am, the light of the world. And Jesus, in the those inter- encounters with these Pharisees, says, my testimony is valid because I speak the truth. My testimony is valid because God confirms it, God the Father and then he also later if you read in John chapter 9 he says i actually bring light to the world in the story of jesus healing a man who is physically blind who then has light to see and it's a picture of not just physical awareness of light but spiritual release from blindness from darkness That is what Jesus confirms by his words, by his deeds, by his very being. You know, like the Pharisees and some in the crowd who heard Jesus' words that evening, you and I have a choice. Are we going to accept Jesus' testimony about himself? And are we going to choose to follow him, truly follow, day after day, make a choice to follow? because he says if we do we will not walk in darkness but we will have the light of life forever this is what jesus has said about himself but as he says that about himself he also hints toward and in other parts of the of the gospels speaks about us he says that when we follow him we too are the light of the world. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus refers to examples of us as being salt and light, and he says this in Matthew 5. You, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. There, in Jesus' words in Matthew, we see that believers, those who follow after him, are depicted as light in the world. Now, we're not the source of light We simply reflect the light of Christ that is within us, much as in the way that the moon reflects the light of the sun. The moon does not have any source of light in itself, but it is bright and beautiful and impacts the world because it reflects light. In the same way, you and I, who choose to follow Jesus, reflect the pure and beautiful light of God into the world. You, many of you may remember a sermon preached on this passage from Peter, Pastor Peter Sung several months ago. He reminded us, as it said, let your light shine, that we're not called to be these blinding spotlights that shine into people's startled faces. We're not meant to push our way into each situation to prove that we have the light while others don't. No, our light is a reflected one. As you and I follow Jesus and walk in his way, we we allow his life to be seen in us. So our good deeds, our words, our very motivations reflect the true light of Christ. And so what Jesus says about you and I as his followers, as you, you, Pine Lake Covenant, are the light of the world. So as I close this morning, I just have two simple questions to ask for you and I to both consider. The first is this. What choice are you making in following Jesus? You know, implicit in the statement Jesus made about light and darkness is the idea of judgment. If we don't respond to Jesus as light, we've chosen to remain in darkness. In effect, we've judged ourselves. But Jesus' invitation is always there for us to choose to follow him. So will you receive the light by holding on to that claim that Jesus is the light of the world? What choice are you making? In following Jesus and the second one has to do with us and that is where might Jesus be inviting you to reflect his light in a dark world Jesus is still active in his world he isn't there standing at the festival speaking these words in a visible way he's speaking it through his church And you and I are invited to provide a light in dark in a dark place just imagine imagine if every single person young and old students and adults and children were shining their lives as beacon of light right where they right where you live the lights coming back on hope joy energy direction because you and I allow our lights to shine. This is what we're called to do, friends. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So may our light shine in such a way that others would see him, would know his love, would know his life. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we hear again your words echoing across the centuries that you are the light of the world and you invite us to follow you so that darkness would not be our reality, that we would walk in the light of life. Help us to choose that following day after day and give us us courage, give us courage. Creativity, give us even a gentle boldness to let our light shine so others would know the good news of Jesus, so others would see what it means to know love and life in you. We pray this in confidence because you have given us your light and want it to shine beyond into the world around us. May it be so, Lord. May it be so. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.